0: As each day passes, more and more Ontario students are back to hitting the books in person or online. With us now for a wide-angled look at this reopening phase, here's Caroline Alfonso, the education reporter for The Globe and Mail, and she joins us off the Danforth in the provincial capital. And Caroline, it's good to see you again. You just watched those interviews by the uh, teacher union heads. Uh, What stood out for you?
1: I think one of the things that stood out, one we've been hearing about quite a bit over the last little while, is the issue of class sizes and how is that playing out in schools across the province. Uh, What we're seeing with class sizes is that a lot of parents more recently in some of the larger urban boards have been opting out of that in-class learning as a result of that and going into virtual schools. And that was sort of, you know, discussed a bit by the three union leaders um, just before this segment.
0: Yeah. Do you, based on your reporting, know of any, you know, major boards or major schools in this province where they are actually figuring that out? Tickety boo. They've got the desks two meters apart. The ventilation is good. It's all going exactly the way it should be.
1: I don't think anybody is uh, it's smooth sailing for anybody right now it's it's a different year it's a year like no other Um, you know we're seeing uh, some increases in infection rates outside in the community in some areas of the province. kids are returning to school right now, a bit anxious. Parents especially are a bit anxious. Maybe the kids not so much. Some of them are really looking forward to seeing their friends. Uh, but parents are a bit anxious. And I I think things are sort of just playing out. Everybody's seeing how um, the return to school goes, making changes as kids return to the classroom.
0: I guess I should take advantage of your expertise and your being here to get you to Fact-checked that last discussion as well. Is there anything that any of the three said that you thought, wait a second, that's just not accurate?
1: Um, I don't know if what they said was inaccurate. I mean, there was one point where you mentioned the fact that they're looking to increase their membership and that's why they want smaller class sizes. I, I don't know how, from what I'm hearing, how accurate that is. Um, you know, a lot of teachers who would be assigned to classrooms right now to lower class sizes would be long term occasional teachers. They would be on contracts at the moment. So they, uh, they wouldn't be full time members. Uh, right away to lower class sizes, for example.
0: Gotcha. Just for the record, I was I was repeating what a government source had said. Why would Correct. we Why Sorry. would we want to hire all these people who will then go work against us during, during the next election campaign? Right. Of course. Um, y- y- you know, having said that, what is being undertaken right now is unprecedented in our lifetimes. We mm-hmm. are we are trying to send. You know, as many as two million, it won't be that many, obviously, but as many as two million children back into the classroom under much less than ideal circumstances. Do is there an understanding out there that the government needs to be cut a certain amount of slack because we are in unprecedented times?
1: Oh, boy, Steve, I I guess, you know, uh, you're correct about the unprecedented times and the fact that maybe perhaps no government has got this return to school quite just right yet. But from what I'm hearing is that there was not enough perhaps planning going on in the early days of the summer. You know, we only got the back to school plan in late July, early August. And even then, There were a couple of boards, Toronto in particular, Ottawa, that had to revise their plans at the very last minute and get things rolling. And to this day, with virtual learning being delayed at a couple of boards, they're still revising plans. So should they have received slack? I'm hearing that perhaps they needed to do some advanced planning, some creative planning that needed to take place in the month of June
0: and perhaps even earlier. Hmm. And why didn't that happen?
1: Um, I, You know, the government in June laid out three scenarios for back to school. There was the online, the hybrid model and the full time learning. And they kind of left it that way. And school boards, individual school boards were planning for all three models and were supposed to present those models to the provincial government. From what I understand, school boards were working quite hard over the summer months to come up with those scenarios, to present them. And then they did. And some of them were rejected in the end. So there was a, you know, I feel like there needed to be more creativity, more creative creativity on how to build outdoor spaces for kids to learn. What other spaces could be used for kids to learn in order to lower those class sizes, which parents are really demanding.
0: You say some of those plans were rejected. Rejected by whom?
1: By the Ministry of Education. The Toronto board in particular had a plan in place where kids could uh, end the school day earlier. So that teachers preparation time would be used at the end of the school day and that would keep a teacher with a cohort for the entire day um and it would lower class sizes and the province said no we want kids learning for 300 minutes a day and that's or 300 minutes that's a week sorry that's what we wanted um they also uh, made some proposals around uh high school class sizes not class sizes high school learning and how the cohorts would work and that plan was also um it did not receive the rubber stamp for the province, so they had to go back to the drawing board and redo those
0: plans. And is that the Ministry of Education that deserves, uh, you know, calling out on this? Or is that because I mean, we're in a bureaucratic moment here where the minister or the Ministry of Education can say, yeah, but I didn't get the sign off from the medical officer of health or from the local public health officer. Or, you know, who, where does the buck stop, I guess, ultimately on this decision?
1: It is with the government. It is with the Ministry of Education. The government is the one that laid out the plans for back to school and how they were supposed to work. School boards took those plans and tried to implement them the way they should be implemented or the way they thought they were supposed to be implemented. And then they submitted those plans and there were changes made, Uh, changes made perhaps at the last minute. And so maybe the plans were not articulated properly to the school boards. Uh, Maybe there was some confusion there. And really that time was wasted that time of confusion was wasted when back-to-school plans could have been rolled out much more smoothly than they are right now. Hmm.
0: Caroline, we know already the, um, well, certainly the high school uh, for the Toronto District School Board has been delayed. The, the opening has been delayed twice. Uh, of course, usually it's a day after Labor Day. Then they said Tuesday of this week, which would be today. Now they've said Thursday uh, for this week. Um, are you, based on your reporting, are you satisfied that even with the delayed opening, the schools are as prepared as they can be to handle what they've got to handle.
1: I think um, so. The delay f- is for high school students. I know my little one, my fr- my eldest, started school today in elementary school. My my youngest starts tomorrow and they have delayed virtual learning and they delayed that twice because of the number of students in Toronto that have opted or the number of families in Toronto that have opted to go online as well. Have the plans, are they ready? Is, is that the question, Steve? I mean, you know, time will tell. Kids are in school right now in Toronto, in the Catholic board and the public board. Um, we'll see how the week goes.
0: You know, I, I do wonder how much we, we tend, obviously, in the provincial capital to think that most of what happens here speaks for the whole province. And, of course, it's not the case at all. We know that, right. uh, you know, as, as close as two hours drive north of here, there's, there's essentially no COVID at all in much of, uh, you know, rural and northern Ontario. Uh, very small outbreaks in, in much of the province. But in a lot of the provinces, nothing going on at all. To the best of your knowledge, where there is no COVID, are things fairly normal in the way that they are getting back to school?
1: I think we have to remember that we may not experience the same things in northern remote as we do here, but one of the things that they're seeing is the issue of school buses and school bus drivers that we need to keep in mind, right? Mm-hmm. They, there's no limits on the number of kids on a school bus, and sometimes those kids are riding buses for two hours a day to get to their school. There's no limits. There's a shortage of bus drivers. So how do you get those kids to school? How do you get them there, there on time when parents are working? Um, so there's other complications in different boards that are still being ironed out.
0: And I did hear Andrea Horvath, the opposition leader in the legislature yesterday during question period, point that very thing out, that a lot of bus drivers are nervous about showing up to work because they got 50 or 55 kids in a bus. And uh, you can be sure they're not two meters apart. That's for darn sure. Tell me this, Caroline, any, um, any thought being given... Let's say you're in high school, you, you finished off grade 11 and you certainly, you know, you didn't have a typical year. Now you're starting grade 12, your your final year allegedly before post-secondary, and it's not going to be a normal year again. Is there any thought to bringing back grade 13, given how unusual the last two years have been?
1: I haven't heard anything around that, Steve. I know there's a number of students in grade 12 that do do, uh, before this pandemic even, who do uh, do a... Do a th- fifth year in high school. So that is not that is not in, uncommon, a gap year or a fifth year. I haven't heard any thought to bringing in um, grade 13 or that OAC year. Um, you know, I think they're hoping that sort of the cohort model in high school in designated boards will uh, you know, designated boards being the large urban boards will sort of work out where kids are doing a combination of online learning and in-class learning, and you know, in des- in non-designated boards, uh, the kids are in school full time.
0: Caroline, we got a minute left. I don't normally ask personal questions, but uh, you did mm. refer to it just a moment ago. You're not just the education reporter; you're a parent. Uh, you sent your your nine-year-old back to school today. How'd that go? I did.
1: Um, I, he was, he was really excited only because he knew his best friend was going to be in the class with him and his lovely, lovely teacher called over the weekend to answer any questions and to talk to him and to make sure that he knew that his, his best friend was sitting beside him. I, on the other hand, <laughs> was full of jitters, Steve. And I think I still am until I pick him up at the end of the day, just to see how it went. But, you know, uh, going to the school and dropping him off. It was pretty smooth. The teachers were there. We did not get into the school grounds, but there was, you know, we had to go through that health checklist and drop him off, and he was pretty happy to be there. Um, I'm still unsettled, but we'll see how the day goes. <laughs> well,
0: you're going to have to do it all again tomorrow with your younger one, aren't you?
1: I am. My My five-year-old starts grade one tomorrow morning, and she is over the moon excited that she's going to have her own desk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mom does not look as over the moon excited about all of this, but, but hang in there. Shall we say that? Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Not at all. That's Caroline Alfonso, whose visits to this program we always enjoy. She's the education reporter for The Globe and Mail and a bit of a nervous parent, we can say as well. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Caroline. Thanks, Steve.